0: This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome in. First edition of the Winning Plays Podcast for the 2021-2022 regular season. My name is Brian Robb. Richly, Rich and is off today, which means we bring in a big gun. Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston Celtics Talk Podcast. Wait, do I...
1: Do, do I have to bring a trivia question like Rich usually does? Oh, you're right. Yeah, we're gonna.
0: I'll, I'll let you think on it for a little bit. We'll say that for the end of the show. Um, you are a numbers man.
1: Who, who is the uh, only Boston Celtics center to play 45 minutes with with only one foul? Semi <laughs> uh, um, <Sammy> Arden. No, <laughs> yeah. would, would, uh, that be, you know would that be the time I, word? I'd have to go through, uh, you know, just off the top of my head. I can say that that's probably never happened uh, in a game before. But the fact that it, that the answer is presumably time lord uh, and only time lord is a great way to start this program. So I think we've I've, I've, I've hit everything. And when you need me to do the betting sports read, let me know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're ready to go here.
1: It's a problem. Yeah, um, that's what I do. So I mean,
0: I guess we can. There, I don't even know where to start with with thursday with wednesday night's game um it feels a lifetime away now as we record on a thursday and with this team <laughs> going to be playing four games in their first six nights we'll probably forget about it very quickly but i guess it's Celtics tradition where it's just an absolutely wild opener like we remember last year where tatum hit like the mm-hmm. buzzer beating bank three to beat the bucks and now um last night's game clearly tops it uh a lot of things hit on let's start with the good though since it was just a wild game i mean and you you brought him up, so uh, you, this is your you're the guest here, so you lead the way. So We're going we're going right I, to Time Lord, and I, and I wrote I wrote about Time Lord after the, this morning because it was that that was beyond Jalen's forty six points, or whatever. If you look in the good column from the night, I feel like him hitting forty five minutes and only having one foul, and also having incredibly productive line. Otherwise, that has to that has to be the top of the good list, no.
1: Uh, it, it's so funny because it took every uh, ounce of my my being not to write Time Lord this morning because I was so enthused by what I saw and I like I kept sitting there going my God like look at his minute total like I could not uh, I could not actually believe uh, that he was playing that many minutes and you know look he was as gassed as anybody in the second overtime in the first overtime probably stretches of the fourth quarter when he was because there was a point beer up last year there was a point I remember writing a a story or doing an in game hit or something where he'd only played over 20 minutes like three times during the Brad Stevens era and last night he played 45 minutes and uh, the absurdity of it uh, is not lost on me now uh, I I still chuckle because I mean Jalen Brown was out of quarantine for for seven minutes and scored forty six points in forty six minutes uh, and so like I feel like that deserves top billing but I'm also not gonna fight the fact that uh, Time Lord being super impactful and being super present when the whole story of of the season might hinge on like if if Rob Williams is out there they have a chance because uh they need him and uh the stat line is slightly inflated because he played so many minutes but still didn't miss a shot uh was pretty good at the free throw line six of eight you know in a close game he probably wish he'd made the other two uh but the blocks the assists, the steals like i guess my big question is rob B rob when is uh when is the five by five game coming for for (laughs) rob williams is is, it should i bet this weekend yeah is there like a is there something i can i can put money on this
0: Houston against Tice. That that's the Ooh. that that's the line up there. <laughs> but no, but I mean to wow, your point, so? what, what like what was the bigger surprise from this game? Jalen Brown scoring, scoring forty six points or Rob mm. Williams? Like what was more in like there? Or Rob Williams playing forty five minutes? I've been like Rob Williams playing forty five minutes because that <laughs> would never ever happen. And yeah, he looked tired, but there were a lot more guys on the floor that looked a lot more tired than he did, which was another huge upset too, which we can get to um, as you know. You know, Ime playing paying tribute to Tibbs in his first um coaching performance with <laughs> I mean I made that joke management. on my on
1: my podcast. It, it really is crazy. And and maybe just because Brad Stevens would have gone, you know, he probably would have put in the two-way guys by the end of that game and 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 and, and, and capped Jason Tatum at thirty-four minutes. But it was jarring to see the way Eme kinda went for it uh and forgot how to Forgot the sub. the The only one he he he, he remembered to put in was Dennis Schroeder, who right. probably could have spent a little bit more time on the bench in the the overtime periods. But uh, yeah, like, look in the big picture, and I keep saying this, it it, it like it's so weird because it's the first game and everything is an overreaction. But there was far more good than bad, and top amongst them is certainly the fact that Rob was able to hold up. Now. Uh, I, I keep posing this question because like I am slightly concerned. He's low to the ground this year, like ground bound, Time Lord. And I don't know how I feel about that yet. He had that one dunk in transition where Marcus lobbed it up to him, and i like I breathed a sigh of relief. I was like, okay, looks a little bit more like the Rob I know. But are we okay with this? Are we okay if like Rob is just if it means he can play forty five minutes if I'm not jumping everywhere? Are we cool with that?
0: I think that's a fair trade off. If he if that's yeah. the if that's what it needs, if you know the the extra muscle or whatever happened to him this off season that, you know, keeps them from going head over heels, um, which is, uh, it should be a good thing for his health. Yeah. I do think that's, that is a plus. Um, but I do wonder, I mean, like going back, you know, it, it was good to see him get a run like that because when Al Horford comes back in the equation, that's going to be a decision pretty much every night now, I think of like, who's your closing five and long-term, obviously Rob Williams is the, the better answer. The, the answer that the organization organization should want, but, Mm-hmm. There's going to be plenty of nights where Al Horford is the more trusted guy, the guy who you're not going to see Evan Fournier get four or five open looks at the three-point line um, in the overtimes again and again and like cleaning stuff like that up. So, but all things considered, that apparently wasn't Rob Williams' fault, that was everyone else's fault, the the miscommunications on the perimeter. And if that's the case, then um, I don't know, like, I don't want well, let's, let's to, email. That the let's Boston go to email. Child-
1: how about the how about the fact that Boston Celtics decided that Rob Williams needed to guard the best player on the other team yeah. for the entirety of like the the final <laughs> crunch time minutes? You know, like I, you know, I, I again, I, I, as 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 I'm driving home from our my offices, our offices in in Needham last night, I'm kicking myself. I'm going, how did I write on Jalen? Like Robert Williams was 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 so afar, and I guess it, it's just a good way to uh, be able to hype him up for for the for the Toronto matchup. But yeah, like. There's just a lot of encouraging signs there with the way that they clearly view Rob and the way that Rob can impact them. And the fact that he comes out, you know, how about just he in general being like, uh, so we decided that we were going to switch, you know, everything but one to four, but not, you know, Julius Randall and kind of explaining and giving yeah. us a, a, that rare peek behind the curtain, you know, God bless Brad Stevens. But like. Even just revealing the starters before the game was was jarring. So it's it's a it's a whole new era in in Celtics basketball, and it's uh it was uh there there there's there's uh there's positives for that.
0: Ime is an open book, and I don't know how long that's going to last for. But because I think Brad <laughs> when Brad until, started until was Brad yells too. at him right until Brad yells at him or Brad's like hey we don't need to tell anyone these guys other teams whoever <laughs> we are doing them no favors, but Ime doesn't care. He's like hey. I'm going to tell you what it is. And, you know, a lot of coaches do that and that's good. Like that's, that's good for us. That's good for, you know, I think evaluating the team. And um, yeah, so that's, so if you're not going to Jalen, I mean, there's not much too much to say about him. Like in terms of just the performance speak for itself, um, playing those kind of minutes coming off the quarantine like that. I'm not like sure what else we can add to that. Um, There's nothing, but but it's just, it's
1: just absurd. Right. it's just, it's just absurd. i don't like i can't wrap my head around it because we see guys that you know miss a week because of a like a, a, a you know a knee bruise or whatever and they come back and they're riding the exercise bike between things because you know everyone's worried about like getting stiff and all this jalen brown has literally been cooped up presumably I mean, i'm sure he has a big house and all that like he can probably run around and do things but Ten day quarantines are a ten day quarantine, and for him to come out and play an NBA basketball game that was that intense and score forty six points and play a career high forty six minutes is just ridiculous to me. And the one thing I keep coming back to, and so it's like sort of big picture on Jalen. Like the only thing I can add to this conversation besides the absurdity of it is I do think there's something to like. Jalen is it has been really loose this preseason and in, in into the the regular season. There's a different energy about him. And I thought it was interesting that Kemba was on the other side, this like beacon of positivity. And now here you've got Jalen Brown, who like is sort of almost assuming that mantle to me. You know, like he understands. It's, he's like the world's oldest twenty-four year old. But for me, it's just he's just so happy to be out there after missing all that time, having to watch the playoffs last year. That I think it mattered to him. That it mattered for like that it was Imeze's first game, and Jalen wanted to be out there, and that it mattered that Jalen Jason Tatum didn't have it going, and Jalen. So I, I just think. Jalen's in a really good space mentally and once the physical stuff catches up like you know what more is it can he do i you know i'm not expecting 46 points every night but um you know it's a really good sign because every year we say well you know how much better can he get he didn't really have an an off season a summer all that and well well damn like he still figured out a way to get better so uh good on Jalen brown
0: and to your point i totally forgotten oh yeah this is his first game back from the wrist thing like he played a preseason game but the quarantine took the, the limelight off the fact that oh yeah, he hasn't played a real NBA game in, in five plus months here. And oh yeah. So I'm just gonna come back with casual, casual 46. against a good defensive team. Um so that again, like you said, all positive signs there. Um the way we've talked for the first 10 minutes, you the Celtics might have you might think the Celtics won that game by double digits, but they did lose. Um there were what? some there were some troubling things. Um, so I think in the interest of fairness, we should um
1: start. What, what, what was your notes. number one troubling thing? I want to see if we're we're aligned on, huh. on, on troubling things.
0: Oof. Are we going personnel are we going like this? I mean, I think there's a couple of things. We'll, we'll we'll start with we'll start from number one. This is the most easy for me. I mean, the the smart going off the rails in the fourth quarter with the the mm-hmm. shot selection. I think that, that has to be the number one because that they that's the reason why they lost the game if they don't pull off that miraculous comeback. Is
1: Ooh, putting it on Marcus Smart? Not not wow. him
0: entirely, but it's like that. That was their chance there. Like that's that was that's was. exactly. And he played a good game otherwise. He played great for the first three quarters in terms of like facilitating. He played well in overtime. He only took a couple shots. Took shots when they were there, but that was the window that five or six minutes in the fourth quarter where he decided to go into hero mode again, while Jalen is having a career night. That was that was bad. And that's something that they, you know, any other night would not have recovered from. And just something that if he embraces this point guard role this year, you want to see less of that. Certainly you don't want to see that when he doesn't have it going himself. And the, the, the individual line looks fine. He shot five of 11. So again, he like, that you'll take that any day of the week, but worrying something beyond if you're going if we're looking at just an individual's game you know defensive stuff
1: are, are we taking the 11 shots per night because i mean again it's a it's a yeah that's it, right it, that's it, too it high game so <laughs> uh yeah it, it it's probably it's probably a little bit too high but again you got you got to adjust everything because of the of the length of the game i do wonder what the narrative would be if uh he doesn't hit that shot at the end of regulation the force overtime, and if there's a little bit more angst about Marcus Smart, but like, look, this is going to be something that that's throughout the season. We've talked about it. Every time I, I write an article about how the season's going to go, it all comes back to uh, Marcus Martin balance. Like, I, can he figure out how to harness the best version of himself? And last night wasn't the best version of himself. So uh, he's got to get better. But I would throw Tatum in that bucket, too. And I think Ime Adoka uh, was, uh, you know, warm but demanding when he said after the game that like they tried to get him going. He kept seeing crowds. And uh, in those instances, Jason needs to figure out how to be more of a facilitator and get everybody else involved. And that's the big storyline for, for the Jays this year, is that there are going to be nice when one or the other doesn't have it. And how do they compensate like elite level players when they don't have it, find ways to impact the game. And I don't think Jason Tatum, uh, despite some good moments defensively uh, impacted the game, the way he could have even on a seven for 30 shooting night. And uh, that's tough to see because the the big buzz coming in was, you know, Tatum's ready to to take over and be the superstar. And and, and that for at least for night one, uh, that did not happen.
0: What do you think was the most troublesome part of Tatum's night? Like from, I mean, the, the shot selection or, or is it more of, again, like, I mean, his legs in overtime were just gone. Like for yeah. like a couple of those, like the, the awareness, of not, you know, if you're gonna take the jumpers there like make sure you have legs that so you can actually get like rim on them and he i think he had back-to-back shots there, in that, you know, that first overtime where he, like they didn't even come close
1: so maybe instead of all those bicep curls that ended up on <laughs> yeah. instagram he could he could he could get the the incline bench or yeah. whatever it is that uh you push up on with your legs because he still got those those skinny little I, I i can't say skinny little legs because mm. you know that that they're nba players they're they're way more in shape than i am and all that but um yeah like uh then like let's see let's see you uh get to the point where you can play 58 minutes and like look it's again this is so overreactionary, and i hate to come down on a guy who's probably gonna go out and score 50 points against the toronto raptors but um yeah you just expect more now like the the, the bar has the bar keeps moving right like the, the the field goal keeps going back because of what he's done and and the and, and the way he ended last season the five the, the four 50 point games in 50 days and then winning Olympic gold. Like the, the it, what we expect from Jason Tatum is, is just higher now. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just need more. I think the, the most concerning thing to me was after uh, an entire off season of, of, Hey, here comes the bully ball. We saw Jason Tatum settle for three pointers and get kind of get frustrated. And, um, you know, I, I need in those instances, even if, if bully balls not working and it's, there's going to be nice where it doesn't, for him to, to to find a way to take that attention that he's drawing and make other players better, and that look, it's the hardest step for every NBA player to to find a, a way to consistently make every every other player better. But KD does it, LeBron does it, like the great ones do it. So uh, that is that is Jason Tatum's challenge,
0: no question. And again, on a night, particularly with when Jalen goes for forty six, like even you know even a slightly subpar performance, even just like straight subpar performance, that's enough. But you just can't have the <laughs> the absolute. <laughs> like stink bomb for the season. But again, kind of good news for the slugs of the day. Hey, they were still in that game despite that kind of an effort there without a couple key what, guys. What
1: did, what did you think of, what did you think of Dennis Schroeder's night? Cause this is the one I'm irrationally. Uh,
0: not uh, great. Um, yeah. I do think, yeah, it's tough for me. He had a couple big shots at points where like the Knicks had runs going. I think that's the one like positive mm-hmm. thing I could say when the offense it's really fair. went flat there. But beyond yeah. that, um, there wasn't much to write home about there beyond, you know, he made that good pass to Smart to get the shot up for three at the end of uh, regulation instead of taking it himself. Um, but that's reaching. And I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll lead it to you here to pick back like what, I assume you're so not pleased I, with what you I, saw.
1: I, I think my, my frustration was every, every like Fournier three that I watched at the end of that game seemed to have Dennis Schroeder fly, flying by. Now, maybe some of that was miscommunications and maybe it's not all back on him i need to sort of go back and watch the end of the game again but um in the moment i remember thinking man he's such a good on ball defender but in team schemes and like team wise he sometimes loses his way and uh that's a concern because you know as good as he is offensively he needs to take it to another level defensively and not not just hounding you know, three quarters court or whatever it is like that we know Dennis Schroeder can do. He needs to be solid in those team schemes, um, and you know, it's just just a just a little bit of a concern. I think part of it was too, like that last preseason game, he looked really, really good, and I got yeah. irrationally like I, I think I might have submitted my sixth man of the year ballot at that point and uh, early return. Now, not that anyone off that that Celtics bench was particularly great last night, besides Romeo. Uh, like, you know, uh, obviously... uh, But even thinking of Grant,
0: I mean, thinking of Grant and, like, the way he was shooting at the end of the regulations, like, I was kind of like, okay, I don't know what Schroeder's done to earn those minutes in overtime, (laughs) but, like, I get it, I
1: guess. Yeah, you know, and I I guess I was okay with it because when you don't have Al and you're trying to determine who your best five are at that point and you're playing a team that goes small, I, I was okay with it. I understood it. And you're probably thinking if anyone, you know he's probably got better legs at that point than grant and even in his slimmed down version but um yeah they they, it just wasn't for whatever reason it wasn't the it wasn't the right call in that situation and maybe it's a move point because normally it'll probably be al and or or if you go small maybe it's al or rob out there and maybe i don't know you know that's that's the fascinating part is that i i I, I don't know quite what to draw from from one game and we're going to need to see more of it um but um yeah the the fact that he's got ime's confidence early is is probably an encouraging sign but uh needs to be just a little bit more more crisp in that situation and uh I'll I'll tape my six man of the year ballot back together when he has a good game and <laughs> uh and and does and does well.
0: All right. Well, let's get to Ime Odoka in a second because I think that was a very interesting debut for them. but first Chris, we have to guess what. This is the Winning Plays Podcast. Are we betting? And we're here to tell you about our favorite sports book and that's BetUS. We got football season, basketball, hockey, baseball. They're all going in right now, and it's time to get in the action. We endorsed only one sportsbook, and that's BetUS.com. Why do you ask? It's because BetUS has been America's favorite sportsbook for over 25 years, Chris. You need a sportsbook Ooh. of integrity, longevity, and you need to know that they're, you're going to get paid. And this sportsbook's offers everything. Live betting, MMA, golf, horse racing, eSports. Whoa, whoa. Make all kinds of crazy betting? bets. You can, exactly. I know you can get in on that. What's in, Look up the next odds for the best next tournament there, so to you can get on that. I wonder but, if
1: they could have bet my, me shooting at eighty-two this morning. Would if those odds would have been? Yeah, no, those odds would have. <laughs> I would have taken those odds. <laughs> off the board.
0: <laughs> but nobody in the industry gives you better bonuses than Bet US. You join now, check out the offers, and you can get up to two hundred percent in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. We bet at Bet US at Winning Place Pot, and so should you. That's betus.com america's favorite sportsbook and enter bsj when you sign up at betus.com for a special bonus betus.com where the game begins all right chris
1: i don't know it, but you heard my my dog was so excited about i mean that. he's I he already he, is he signing his, up right now his computer he's in yeah so, <laughs> he wait, better wait make it as 200 percent before i do <laughs> <laughs> before we get to email, 82 today that that happened yeah you know i don't i don't i don't like to brag it was it was part 71 course so uh but yeah uh Bravo. Probably the first round this year without without a double bogey. So, um, yeah, kept it in play. Hit, hit, the, cut off the tee. Um, yeah, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to brag because I'm going to shoot 107 the next time out. So, no, this, is, um, this is a timer yeah, brag. No. It's,
0: it's it's in 70 in October, you. and you're hitting in your hitting eighty two. So <laughs> I 70 is... degrees
1: in October. <laughs> uh, for anyone who wants to, to yell at me for 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 trying to squeeze in golf, I had to get up at like with the sun in order to get it in before all the the work of the day. But, um, well, a worthwhile venture.
0: Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, Ime's debut, I'd say, I don't want to call it. I mean, it was a a positive mixed bag, if you will. I'll, I'll say this to start: the fact that Jalen Brown, after you know the game, is saying like, "I didn't want to miss Ime's debut. I, that's like I that was the, the reason to play." I mean, the fact the vibes around camp have been great, you know, with everyone talking about, it. and so that's first and foremost, he gets the kudos for that, because that's when you have a, a, a coach that everyone is, you know, you up to play for not that that wasn't Brad Stevens, but it's, you know, a, after eight or nine years, it's like, it's like a new team. anyway, starting a new school, whatever, everyone gets a little hyped up over it. I think that's something that you could see that translate, even maybe in that like end of game run that where they tied things up, like the, the effort was there consistently. And so that's, that seems like a pretty big plus.
1: Yeah, no, and, and I, I can't deny any of that. And I thought it was telling, too. Just like you said, I, I didn't notice it in the moment, but I went back and was rereading the transcript this morning. You know, the fact that, that I think both him and Jalen, uh, Jalen and Jason, both sort of alluded to it, like how, how important it was being being Emay's first game and trying to get him that win and how much it mattered to them. You know, same deal. Like, I don't think it's a reflection on Brad. It's just, you know, it clearly matters to them and the relationship they've already forged with the new coach that they're that invested already and that it matters to them, that, that Jalen sitting there suggesting that, you know, as he's deciding whether he's going to even be able to play in this game, that being out there for Ime was, was something that mattered. And I just think that, that, that shows the buy-in early on. Um, you know, I, I think that's an en- encouraging sign. I think that that's been a, a theme throughout, right? Like they, this is clearly someone that they were, uh, you know, wanted in that position that were, they were enthused because of, what his resume has been throughout his you know playing career and now as a as a coach uh and so that 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 that's positive and i think brad stevens would say that too right like you know when when brad brings in this guy he's got to be able to get through to those two guys in particular and so uh the fact that they've they bought in early and that that should inspire buy-in throughout uh is an encouraging sign what did you think of Ime's performance overall
0: i'll give him a big plus to staying small off the bench Right play in that game. Um, they were, you know, if, if you want to have a switchable defense, bring in Cantor or Parker or Hernan Gomez, which they could have been tempted to do at parts of those games. Like, no, like we're going to, we're going to stay small. We're going to play Rob or Grant in the middle. And Grant was playing well enough where that I think was totally justifiable. And so I think like big picture wise, in terms of who you want getting those minutes, um, in a situation where Richardson and Horford are out. I like the rotations there, um, but beyond that, the end game stuff, I don't know, did you, what was your initial reaction to the non-challenge on the charge there? Do you, do you put that on? Yeah. Is, so, I, I even, is that even his decision? Is that like the coaching? Is, is that his staff? Because someone's looking at that obviously on the bench.
1: He said that they had the the view behind the bench or whatever, and that they were adamant it, it would not have been overturned. I don't know that, that he sounded like way more bullish on that than I, I would have been. I think in that sense, it, like what's, what's the harm? You know, right. like why not just roll the dice in a, a situation where you needed that, uh, where you thought you needed that, that momentum swing? I think that would have been a big talking point around the team if they hadn't got to overtime and done all that and, and, you know, made it more interesting than it was. But yeah, um, I think, you know, we're left to judge timeouts, personnel, um, the Tom Thibodeau sub style <laughs> of like letting guys just play. I'm, I'm kind of on board with it. Uh I, again, I, you know, I, I know we opened by joking about it, but I do think there were times where Brad's uh, reluctance to go over 34 minutes with guys was, um, while understandable, was also like, come on. And, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure the players at, at times were like, just let us play. Uh, and those stints could take them out of rhythm and stuff like that. So I, I'm intrigued to see if that's something that persists or if that's just like a night one thing. Um and like end of the day, any coach that's willing to play Robert Williams forty five minutes gets gets <laughs> gets an A plus for the gets an A plus for the for, for night one. So uh, yeah, I think I think it was encouraging. I, I, again, I, the other thing I, I like is that it, as as we kind of he's an open book. Like coming in afterward, I think we all sat there and said, boy, boy the Celtics were kind of there were there was a lot of finger pointing and why aren't you? And he's like, yeah, we decided like we 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 have to switch, you know, only one through four because we needed Rob to stick with Julius Randle. I was like, oh okay, like that gives us a glimpse into the decision-making process. And I think as much as Brad tried to keep that behind closed doors and behind the curtain and completely understandable why, it feels like Eme's like going to be willing to sort of bring that to the forefront and whether that's telling Jason Tatum he needs to be more of a facilitator at times when he doesn't have a shot falling or you know, revealing a little bit about their defensive scheme. I think it helps us understand how things are going. And I think the players will appreciate that uh, sort of approach as long as he's um, consistent with it in terms of like again calling out everybody for stuff he doesn't like uh and and you know explaining sort of like why they they do what they do well yeah,
0: and make sure you're not missing any flights too because in am not already see seat on i mean
1: uh, <laughs> still no captains but, by the way that's true that's uh, a good point that, uh maybe just wait i mean now i'm more convinced that uh, I, you know, like, look. I dug in. I thought it was going to be Jalen and Jason cause to to empower them. Uh, the fact that they haven't named them suggests maybe it's, uh, although, you know, you never know because it, it could be like a home opener thing where it's like, hey, Corey and what, Richardson. We're, we're, well, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, you know, I do think it might be Al though. Like, he's not yeah. here right now, and they, they, it, it's probably like a, a, even if it's just a symbolic thing, it's it it matters. And so, uh, yeah, I think I've told you. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that because of the fact that. You know, you don't know how this roster is going to look at season's end and into yep. next year, and I think it's weird when you hide when you when you promote captains that aren't long term fixtures of your team. But um, I also get that if they do, because uh, Al has the respect of that locker room, and Jalen has said it, and so uh, I don't think there's a wrong choice. I don't, you know, but uh, maybe there's maybe there's more of a uh, of a choice that makes sense in the long term picture. Uh, but you know, end of the day, it's probably winning games is more important than worrying about who has the C on their jersey.
0: Well yeah, Brad Brad's probably gonna send the message down to him if it's Al being like, hey, let's let's <laughs>
1: if we're not going let's
0: there. make it in behind closed doors that he's the captain. We don't need to so the trade in February for uh with Al being the matching salary goes over a little bit easier. Um
1: what if they traded both their captains at the, at the trade deadline? Like I mean, it just Alan
0: Smart can't rule it in, out and Beal yeah. for Beal. Yeah, I mean that's that's that would certainly be part of the deal. If, if, if or any deal, honestly, any deal, any big deal involving a high right. price player, and, and those and that, guys are involved. And,
1: it, in the bigger picture that's just it's part of the conversation and i i mean that shouldn't take away like you can still be a leader and get traded like that teams have to do crazy stuff like that but um when you look down the list of captains throughout Celtics history i always sit there and say like you know they weren't trading pierce or cuz or maybe they would trade pierce like but not in that in that instance mm-hmm. um so i don't know I, just, I think it just matters that they're that they better be your pillars uh they better be like for for at least through one season uh if you're going to promote them to that spot
0: Going back to Ime and the Tim being blunt about the defense and the miscues and stuff like that, I like that. But here's here's my other critique for him in overtime. Then, like, Ooh. you got to call a timeout. Then, if you keep yeah. messing that up over and over, and we, and it's that simple. Be like, get everyone together, get everyone on the same page. Or if it's if it's not and the guys are too tired to like, you know, fight through screens, then you have to get someone in there like Grant who can actually get out to the perimeter there because. I mean, when Fournier, like that's how they went over, like they, they slowed down Randle, but Fournier just got they got any shot they wanted at that point over and over. And I know it's, you know, that might just be micromanaging and stuff like that. But when it's a double overtime game and the whole, everyone is literally running on fumes then you have to like either get everyone on the same page or at least change the look so you know that you're going to get a hand in the face of the guy who's who's burning you.
1: I like this. I, I actually, I hadn't really considered that, but I, I completely agree now that you brought it up. I think that's, that's a, a fair critique. Like, you know, it's not, it, and I know timeouts were probably an issue just because they ran out of them there, but like, you know, in overtime you get, you get a couple. Back, so right. uh, yeah. So, and and so yeah, I, I completely agree. Like when, when it got, when it, when it, when it got messed up a couple of times, like get on the same page, uh, get back out there and make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, that can't happen. Uh, my, my Although I, I kept wondering is, 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 is Fournier going to be a Celtics killer from from now on? Probably. Is, is...
0: Yeah. Kemba so won't be. Him, Kemba, poor Kemba. Him, yeah. Like, no, does not no. look like he's going to be
1: killing anyone this season. But and, Fournier and still did a with like that one, we had one three, but then Rob swallowed them up half half the time. Um, but yeah, uh, if, if you could get Ish Smith, Chris Middleton, and, and uh, Evan Fournier on the same team, they would beat the Celtics <laughs> like two hundred to <and> nothing. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that, that was just remarkable. Like, I mean, it's, credit to the Celtics for hanging in there as he's throwing haymakers. But uh, did not expect France Fournier uh, out of the gates, uh, and they and it's uh, it's it's funny that we spend so much time worrying about you know Kemba on the other side, and then it was Fournier who who uh, post you know. Celtics would have liked to have seen some of that last year.
0: Yeah, they could have what is Someone I saw something saying that Fournier scored more points last night than I mean it took him X amount of games to deal with. But, <laughs> that's, but that's like but it's like yeah, COVID, so it's like, come on. Um
1: no, fair, fair. Didn't stop Jalen.
0: Uh, one one last thing, um, or one parting thought after last night, um, on the positive front, Romeo. I almost thought yes. like, Romeo could have been playing in over play like who should have played in overtime? put Romeo in over shooter on who played last night. Like, I mean, I know, I know that might have been a situation where you're like, you don't want to lose Schroeder. Like if he's not getting those minutes with Richardson and Aloud, and it's like, he's, who don't understand going to go with veteran there, but like, who's the best player off the bench? It was like Romeo by a landslide last night. And for the last and, couple and of I games,
1: I keep saying this, like the fact that we're just even talking about Romeo should have been out there in overtime is just kind of wild. Cause I, Yeah. No offense. And and I, I, you know, I was talking to one of our uh, producers about this. I said, I think we forget. He's only 22. And unlike Jalen Brown, growth isn't linear and there are complicating factors. But um, yeah, I had sort of checked off the, I sold my Romeo stock and uh, I was very bullish. I actually, I meant to tweet it last night because uh, I'd had a, I had a story from uh, like december of last year of, of, of why Romeo Langford would be the biggest surprise for the Celtics for the 2021 season and I was gonna say due to an, uh, an editor's error uh the, the, <laughs> the season was mis- misreferenced and should have been the 2021 22 season um but no like he's been really really good uh, he was way better than my guy Smith and way better than Peyton Pritchard and uh, you're right i you know it uh, it probably should have gotten more consideration in that spot. Uh, based on the way he played. Like, look, if he just continues to make open shots. Just do threes. Uh and he's gonna do <laughs> you can't miss. And uh, who knew all it took was going from shedding the number 45 uh, getting rid of that was that Rafe LaFrance's number. Uh, yep. Yep. Either way, uh, sh- shedding the the albatross that was 45 and going to Rondo <laughs> has uh, inspired, or Brad Wanamaker has inspired. I forgot what podcast I was on. Um, it, it has inspired him to, uh, to 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 turn over a new leaf. And, and good on Romeo for hanging in there because he's he's heard a lot of slander from uh, these these past few uh, few years. And so uh, good on him for hanging in there. Again, it's one game. And I know we can say, like, he had a really good summer. He had a really good preseason. Still one regular season game. It still gets a little bit more convoluted when Josh Richardson is out there uh, and uh, Al's out there. Uh, like, I, you know, I, if I'm Neesmith and Pritchard and Romeo, I'm thinking, man, we didn't play a lot of minutes in a game yeah. that went 58 minutes and there was a thin rotation. I'm very curious about how this rotation looks. Uh, but I guess they're still in a better spot than Wancho and Ennis and all that. But right. uh, yeah, good, good for Romeo.
0: Yeah, one of those guys aren't gonna play. Um, I feel like when they're at full health, because with Horford back, I mean Horford's gonna take a lot of Rob's minutes, but then or even Grant's minutes too. But if Pritchard and Eastman were only playing eleven and twelve, like I could see Richardson playing twenty minutes a game if you actually, you know, if he's playing well. Um, that's not that's far from a sure thing. We'll get from that, him that to for seen. a few that <laughs> answer we we'll leave him out for a, a future discussion there. But that it is. It's I mean, at this point, Langford has to play until he starts missing and so we'll we'll see if that continues i wish
1: i wish bet us had uh something like if we could have bet that two of the biggest storylines after game one of the 21-22 season would be us talking about rob williams playing 45 minutes minutes. and how romeo lankford should have played more minutes right Uh, would anyone have touched would anyone have touched those odds
0: no but danny ain't just fist pumping right now as he's as he's seeing all his picks come to uh you know at least show the potential that they saw from day one
1: even just the starting lineup being all former Danny Ainge picks was, I mean, that's, that's, that is kind of wild that, yeah. and I know like, look, if Al's healthy, he's out there, but um, yeah, it, sa- it says a little something that probably let's do the math here. Eight of the nine, eight of the top nine, eight of the top 10 are, are Danny picks. And uh, for someone who is drafting was a bit maligned and like, look, he had his, his misses and, Carson Edwards and uh, Tremont Waters, or whatever they're doing right now proves it. but uh, yeah, quite the quite the homegrown collection that they're leaning on now uh, and some big shoes for further pressure for Brad Stevens as uh, we wait to see if uh, poor man's Russell Westbrook uh, comes to <laughs> fruition down the road. and uh, uh, I'm, I'm 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 you know, a little pressure on Brad to to be the drafter bratty.
0: Right, so I mean, the name of the game now is consistency, though, for all those guys. After as we, the game start rolling, fast and furious. But we'll leave it there. Make sure you check out all Chris stuff on Celtics Talk podcast everywhere. on pre just, and post I mean, if, if, and NBC Sports Boston. Just every, I mean, the man's everywhere. You're, you know, I'm sure if you're not seeing him yet, you'll probably will be after this podcast. But that's, just, but we're gonna make him do it anyway. Probably.
1: If you could just pause this now, go check out Celtics Talk, uh, and then come back to. To hear this exactly. you know, when he when has when real guests
0: like, <laughs> on. All right. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff to the Winning Plays Pod. Hit us up at Winning Plays Pod on Twitter. And we will be back with you guys next week.